you should reassess your life decisions. If I reassessed my life decisions every time I was drunk, I'd be constantly reassessing my life decisions on a daily basis. Literally every single night. (laughs) You taking shots at me? You trying to get me sober fucking 20 seconds into the episode? Oh, hi, Brett. Oh, hi, Brett. (laughs) Oh, hi, Kristen. That was your day, Brett. It wasn't bad. Listened to a lot of Ram Dass. Read a book. Muggy. Finished bird by bird, so I can give you guys the final notes on that. On this muggy Montana afternoon. Yeah. Moved about 700 pounds worth of cat litter. Sounds like an absolutely brilliant time. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we had a transformer blow, so there was a solid hour at work where I had nothing to do because the computers didn't work, the phones didn't you work. You guys, too? There was mm-hmm. some sort of power surge in the city today, there, because our shit shut down for a while as well like i was literally just sitting there like the air conditioning had kicked off and it was so hot just sitting there in the silence like i guess i'll just hang out (laughs) (sighs) apparently a transformer blue like in yeah some block of town was it bumblebee yes okay you want to do this today, or do you want to quit? We just no. do it tomorrow. I have all the notes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Welcome to the Nightmare Box. I thought box. you liked small talk. I do like small talk. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting mistakes from made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent Mrs. Bloom, Kristen Bloom. <laughs> I need to come up with a new format. Is it going to take you a while to get used it's to gonna, that? It's going to take me a minute to... Did you start to say Kristen Pennington? No, I I was trying to come up with the adjectives, but then (laughs) Pennington had so many more syllables. Bloom is just such a short name. Yeah, I have less effervescent. I could I could balance effervescent off Pennington. Now I need short. Sounds like a you problem. Anyway, but we are here today to bring you another edition of the two 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 star 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 two 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 stays 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 stays. What's the name of this movie? I didn't have mine right in front of me. And today we're talking about 2016's Friend Request. There you go. Are you copying off my notes, Mr. Oh, mine's on a different page. It's never that smart to begin with. It's basically how I made it through college. We are doing 2016's Friend Request. It was internationally released as unfriended unfriended a german um, german english speaking film mm-hmm. i believe is what they had it classified as which was shot in south africa yeah strange um <laughs> that's where all the nazis ran away to. <laughs> so it has a rotten tomato <laughs> critic score of 16 percent an audience score of 28 percent IMDb was a bit more generous with a 5.3. Nice. I'm going to butcher these names. That's what's Go about for to happen. It. They're German. Oh, I'd look down and those are not very German names. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the actors, I think, are American for the most part. Um, directed by Simon Vernhoven. Vernhoven. Um, he had not done anything that... I, Pretty much none of these people had done anything yeah, I was familiar all with. German, German actors. Yeah, <laughs> German filmmakers, so I don't know any of these people. Uh, written by Matthew Ballin, I guess. Uh, Philip Koch and Simon Vernhoven, who was also the director. But he had co-writers, so good on him. That's a good move. And then uh, I've started printing, so you'll probably hear pages flipping a bit more <laughs> these days. We're a lot more professional. We're we're, we're trying to monetize this bit. (laughs) I've started printing like actual like 
pronounce with all this extra shit. Yeah. So I keep forgetting to credit the cinematographer, even though cinematography is the thing that I'm into. <laughs> um, so I actually have it in front of me for once. Joe Hein? Does adding a question mark help? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that leaves room for doubt on my pronunciation. So Joe Hein? Yeah. So, so yeah, you guys can uh, take that as a given that I might be butchering these pronunciations. Uh a couple of production companies listed. The main one was Weidenman and Berg Film. Again, n- nothing I'm familiar with. But oh, distributed by Warner Brothers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they branched out in a weird way. And this had a hell of a budget, too. $9.9 million. God damn. It made $11.3 million in the box office, so Covered it was a success. Covered your bases. We don't see that very often on the Two Star Tuesday. It's like, we put $10 million yeah. into this thing, and then we made I mean, $23. Banked? Like, two point something I'm surprised million. it got an international release. I think it released initially in Germany, and then... I don't know how long after that went international, but yeah. Uh, nine million budget. Nice. It was a It was a pretty film. It was a very pretty film. Uh, I always forget the order we do this. Do we do cast or synopsis first? Uh, probably the cast first so that we have an idea of characters and then cool. we can go into synopsis. You want to do this? Because I always butcher the names. All right. So first up, we have Alicia Debnam Carey. It's a hyphenated last name. Very progressive woman. Uh, she plays Laura Woodson. That's the main character. She was in Fear the Walking Dead, which I have never seen. So I... That's the offshoot of The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. So I don't know anything about her character. But she was in Fear the Walking Dead. I only made it a few seasons into The Walking Dead before I said, fuck this prison. I hate this entire season. I liked The Walking Dead for a good while. I watched like a episode of Fear the Walking Dead, though. I just could not get into it. I think I wound up skipping the entire prison one because I do remember like the later series. But that prison, that whole season, I was just like, go fuck yourself. Is this the writer's strike? What has happened here? My problem was by the time Negan was introduced because... I liked him. See, I feel like I would have if there hadn't been so much other shit leading up to Negan. Like, Negan is, like, the comics big villain. Yeah. And by the time we got to Negan in the TV series, I was just like, oh, it's like the governor again. He's mm-hmm. just like, I want to rule the roost, you yeah. know? It's so like, we know how this is going to go down. Yeah. Like, to me, it just felt like we were repeating a storyline with just a dude who was slightly more psycho. Because mm-hmm. we had done the whole bit with the governor already, and then... They had gone to that town of cannibals, so it was just like, ah, we get it, everybody you meet wants you dead. That's why I like the saviors. The saviors were cool. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that show is not Fear of the Walking Dead. That that, that show was the original Walking Dead, (laughs) but she was in fear of, so excuse us. William Mosley played Tyler McCormick. He was the boyfriend. He was in Chronicles of Narnia. He played Peter. Is that the main little kid? Yeah, that's the oldest brother. The, oh, nice. The one that's kind of like the main of the kids. Yeah. I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh, I didn't recognize you at all, but <laughs> your, that's cool. Your mind would be blown if you knew how many times I confused like the Chronicles of Narnia with the Indian that lived in the cupboard. Like, <laughs> Those are not remotely and the I same. Read, and I read the Chronicles of Narnia as a child, so like, <laughs> there's no reason for me to have that confusion, but I was like, is that the one with the little Indian in the cupboard? And I was like, no, no. that film was called Indian <laughs> in the cupboard. Those are the kids that go into the cupboard <laughs> to go to a strange world. <clears throat> See, there's a tie-in. Well, it's a wardrobe. (laughs) The other is Connor... Hmm. Connor Paolo. I'm going to go with that. P-A-O-L-O. He played Kobe. 
That's the dude who stabs Laura. Does it help you to add Lula. a question mark? Laula. Laura. I, I can't read your handwriting. You ran into the Y. Laura. <laughs> Do what? Laura. I don't have then, any special things about him. Then we have Britt Morgan, played Olivia Matheson. She's the one who jumps out the window and then shoots herself. Uh, she's in Supergirl, the TV series, or was in Supergirl, the TV series. Again, not a thing I'm familiar with. I have no idea what that is. It's about Supergirl. Superman, but Supergirl. Like a kid's show? Yeah. Oh, it's like okay. a TV series. Well, I think it's like a young adult <laughs> show. I don't think it's for little kids. It's not an animation. It's like a live action. So I think it's geared toward hmm. young girls. And then we've got Brooke Markham, played Isabel. Cuts her throat in the hospital like a G. I don't have anything about her either. Sean Marquette plays Gustavo Garcia. The hardcore Hispanic name switch there. <laughs> uh, he smashes his Smashes face in elevator. I don't yes. know what the smashes. Means. He's the one who he dies first. He's the one who is just smashing. His oh, face he's in just the, banging his, his head against the thing. Yeah, finds him. This is my favorite one. He was in thirteen, going on thirty. He played young Maddie. <laughs> he was a little Matt. <laughs> that's my favorite. Is that uh? No, that's the Parent Trap. I don't know. What 13 <laughs> you don't know anything. About <laughs> no, but I bring out classics, and you go, "I've never seen it," and then you're gonna yell at me for thirteen yeah, going on thirty. You don't know anything about anything. I don't. No. Yeah. Which one of us finished the book today? Shut the fuck up. Oh, which one of us did these <laughs> notes today? Liesel Achlers, a L I E S L, anybody's guess. A H A H L E R S, anybody's guess. Yet again, uh, she plays Marina Mills slash. Nedifar. Um, That's our witch. It's in the trivia section. Brett and I figured it out before I read the trivia yeah. section, though. Nedifar is an anagram for a friend. I called that shit. So, yeah, her last name is literally the word a friend scrambled up. Yeah. Drink and watch movies with Brett. I'll <laughs> notice shit that the writers intentionally put in. We were trying case. to figure out if the first name was part of it, and maybe it was like one big long. Yeah, and that was a whole no. discussion where we paused the film and we were trying to break apart Marina, and then we were like, it's probably just the last name. <laughs> I thought maybe because um, her mom's name was Ada Netafar. I was like, Ad friend? Mm. Addy friend? <laughs> But apparently, according to the trivia, it's just a friend for the last name. <laughs> now we've got Shoshani Hall, played Detective Cameron. Uh, Nick Pauling, played Detective Cameron's officer. Suzanne Danford, played Caroline Woodson, Laura's mother. And those are our characters. That's who we got. So what is our what happened here? Because I didn't have time to review the notes, and I was <laughs> a little drunk when we went and watched this. Um, so I kind of liked the way they set this up. Like, at the beginning of the movie, we're sitting in the classroom, and the professor comes in and very dryly tells the class that one of their students have killed themselves. And the name is said in such passing yeah. that when we jump back two weeks... Holy shit, all of that only happened over two weeks. Yeah, that was a two-week period. Jesus Christ. Those cops sucked at their job. If that much shit was going down in two weeks, they should have been like, hey. But anyway, um, so we time jump back two weeks, and by the time we kind of actually get into the story, I have completely forgotten that the name the professor said was Marina's name. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, Marina sends Laura a friend request in class on Facebook, even though it's never officially acknowledged that it's Facebook. It's definitely Facebook. Definitely Facebook. <laughs> um, sends her a friend request and asks if they can be friends. Laura checks out her profile and she has all these cool, like, artsy posts, but no friends. So yeah. she decides to friend our sad, sad emo girl. 
Um, Almost all of my friends' Facebooks look like Marina's Facebook. It's like, <laughs> oh, there's unnecessary amounts of blood that I you know, wasn't intending <laughs> to see this morning. Her Facebook probably looks like your Tumblr. Yeah, if I, <laughs> imagine I had a Tumblr. That's exactly what that would look like. But, um, yeah, so she kind of meets Marina in person, and they're walking together on campus, and she kind of realizes Marina doesn't really have any friends. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sad, poor, lonely girl. Marina starts getting super stalkerish, though. Very quickly. Um, obsessively messaging, FaceTiming, and tagging Laura and shit. Photoshops a photo of the two of them together. Um, Laura, being a young college student, can't seem to find the adult mentality to just be like, Hey, Marina, let's mm. talk about this. Instead, she just skips to unfriending her and lies about her birthday party. Marina, being sad, sad, lonely, emo girl, <laughs> kills herself, uh, live streams it, and uh, shit starts going weird. Shit gets uh, real weird. Dead Marina starts adding people on Facebook and posting stuff on Laura's page, and people start dying. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah. For no reason. So, that's a... Uh, so don't unlike list. anybody on fucking Facebook, yeah. is, I guess, the it overall... originally called Unfriended. Don't unfriend people. Don't unfriend people. <laughs> But I liked it, you know, conceptually. Um, do we have any trivia or anything like that? Uh, just Before? the Netafari was the only one that I found oh, that was interesting. Okay. Do we have what I was just saying on our list here? Yeah. I'm sorry, team. I did not review. Um, but no, I, I, I like that conceptually for, you know, 2016 to 2020, you know, where we are in the social media landscape. Uh, I do have a lot of you know, Facebook friends, some of them I've never even met you know, in my life. Like I've met them in Facebook groups and I'm like, Oh, you seem cool. And then you add these people yeah. and you do amass a collective where you're only really engaging with like five of the collective yeah. with any frequency. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like immediate family and friends I grew up with. And, you know, maybe one or two people from the military, one or two people from college. And it's like, I'm not really, you know, engaging on any regular basis with the majority of the people. Yeah. Um, I do actually have that as creating sympathy. So let's go ahead and skip down to that category. Oh, okay. Um, I, I do appreciate that about this movie that um, it does talk about real life things. Mm -hmm. I, like like you real said, modern things. Yeah. Like you said, I have, I want to say over a thousand Facebook friends. And it's this weird collection of people because I've had Facebook since I was... In high school, I guess. Yeah. Um, weird collection of people. We're, we're... old pros. We were around <laughs> when it was MySpace. <laughs> yeah. And you no, could I'm... play a song that would pop up every time somebody went on your thing. And it would just be like, <laughs> down with the sickness. Yeah, mine was a little mm -hmm. more like sad, sappy love songs. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is, it is a weird collection of people you amass over the years where it's like, I constantly get friend requests from people just because they know people I know. And yeah. they're like, oh, that must mean we're friends too. And I'm like... But we're not friends, though. <laughs> We've never met. We no. don't talk. We have no, have no idea who you are. Yeah, so it's it's. Kind I of hate a... the one where you see them and you're like, I know that face from somewhere, but I can't place it at any part of my life. <laughs> it's either a really good thing or a really bad thing. The only faces I ever remember that I didn't really like engage with are either people I hated or really liked. Yeah. Oh, I, I know I've got like two or three guys on there that like beat me up in middle Aww. school. Then I just follow I Remember them to, their faces. Yeah. They're smashing yours in. Yeah. It's like, hey, he got fat. Mm. <laughs> well, no, it's a weird cultural thing. Like we are... I think especially since the invention of smartphones, like very obsessed mm -hmm. with um, 
this appearance of having this very full life. Yeah. Like, if you have thousands of friends on Facebook, it's somehow a desirable trait, even though realistically we all know those aren't people anybody talks to regularly. And, like, you, you see those people that have hundreds of likes or hundreds of comments and they don't reply back to any of them. And it's almost this weird, like fan base instead mm-hmm. of friend base and then that is really what it's become yeah, yeah. especially yeah. as of late it's like if yeah. you're not following the, the the nearest trend you might as well you know have walked in with pink shoes into your high school cafeteria yeah and like are it was you... weirdly specific <laughs> did you walk that. in with pink no, shoes no but you might have and it hit me that that would just be a reason for me to throw a milk carton at a I kid don't, i don't <laughs> like the color pink i don't wear the color pink really <clears throat> I don't know, it's just bizarre, and it's true to life. Like, we want to have the appearance of having, like, a full life and yeah. being well-liked and being well-put-together. Like, nobody shares their sad, sappy shit for the most mm-hmm. part. Like, there are those people that are, like... Unless it's a trendy thing. Yeah. Like that old Jezelneck bit where he's... The, the, the thoughts and prayers, you know? <laughs> I do have a couple of Facebook friends that are constantly in that whole, like... That bastard cheated on me phase of yeah. life. And so there are some people that overshare. I keep a couple of girls <laughs> around just because they're single mothers who get broken up with every two weeks and then fall in love with some random dude the next week and then they get broken up. And everybody in their life is a major piece of shit. And I just like watching the never-ending drama of their shit. And I don't see, even know who these people are. See, I'm you like, have a social media addiction. Oh, I don't. I, I just, I check it, you know. You just like seeing people sad. I, I check it when I wake up in the morning. I check it while I'm waiting on my shower to heat up. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she's sad again about the same situation instead of learning a new thought or trade. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you, I mean, it's it's kind of a cool play in the movie, though, because you see at the beginning, like, Laura's so popular and so happy and she has all these friends yeah. and she's doing all this shit. And then as the movie progresses and stuff's getting worse for her, people are abandoning her and it's all the very stereotypical posts mm-hmm. you'd see, like... You're disgusting. You're a terrible human. Kill yourself and all this. And it's a real world, the way people treat people on the internet. So it is kind of a cool... It's like a take on uh, social media bullying or cyber bullying. Well, I, I appreciate it Until too. she slowly becomes Marina. You yeah. Know, and where she's that obsessed with, oh my god, I have no friends in this yeah. world. Yeah. And like I like too that it's... Um, a very effective way of showing us her life falling apart mm-hmm. and all these bad things happening to her, showing us initially how popular she was or how well she got along with all of her friends because you see all these cool little um, snippets of her interacting with her friends and that's how we get to know these side characters yeah. instead of directly. So it's this really cool way of, like, we always talk about show, don't tell, and, like, mm-hmm. we literally get to see these connections um, instead of... Her being like, oh, nobody likes me anymore. I'm so sad. Yeah. Or I had the best time at that party last <laughs> week. Instead, we get to see like the actual video. So it's almost like I'm creeping on her Facebook. Yeah, like you're flipping through. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you jumped all the way back up. I was trying Sorry. to keep up with where we were. <laughs> <laughs> Review the notes, Brett. Oh, I tried. And then you started <laughs> telling me about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> No, I liked that a lot. I thought this was an interesting take on it because we watched a, a similar film and did a two-star on it. Do you remember the name of that one? We've watched uh, a couple that was, have done that. It was the, uh, they were influencers and they went to an influencer convention. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It was the one about the weird balloon that was killing people. 
That's right. I forgot all about the blues. I can't remember what that movie was. But yeah, like that that did it in a different vein because it it played on like an influencer's Mm -hmm. role. But in 2020, 800 Facebook friends, especially if you, you know, have been on since the dawn of Facebook, is not really that crazy of a number. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that Facebook maxes out your friend amount. Like you can only have, I think, 5,000 friends on Facebook. Yeah. And I have like quite a few friends because I um, modeled and stuff for a while and I used to act. So I have quite a few friends that are still kind of in that game, like modeling and acting and stuff who have amassed a lot of friends over the years and like constantly doing that whole thing. Like, sorry guys, I'm going to have to delete some of you if we don't <laughs> talk. I don't know why people always publicly post that they're doing yeah. that. Hey, Just I'm do doing it. a Facebook purge. Today I'm getting rid of all of my Trump supporter people. <laughs> but yeah, I have friends it's like, who yeah, are... why not talk to them? I don't know. <laughs> I have friends who are at that 5,000 max. I can't add any more people. You're just going to have to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down. Your kid's ugly. <laughs> You're mean. No, I'm only mean if that kid's actually cute. That kid's hypothetical. You got weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, I, I think, probably for me, one of the coolest movies where we've watched... Um, because we've watched quite a few lately, like weird about little, social media. Type yeah, things. like even whenever it's just texting, where you get that little side pop mm-hmm. up to the side. We've watched quite a few that have had kind of like editing-wise, like interactions on the screen that kind of made it seem a bit more like you were actually watching it, like even yeah. the Scream TV show that we were watching. It has before. like the text messages. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see that stuff becoming more prevalent. Well, you have to integrate it somehow, like integrating the cell phone. If you listen to. Um, let me try to think of a good example. Am I going to get one? Um, the one about the guy who's basically Donald Trump. Uh, money. Epstein? No. No? Not, not a documentary. An old movie about a, a Wall Street broker. Oh, I have no it's idea. It's played by a very famous guy whose name just left my fucking brain. Um, never mind. Is it Wolf of Wall Street? No, it, mm-hmm. wait, it's like an eighties no, movie. I have no idea <laughs> but then. like, if you go back, like back then, uh, here's a good example, right? Die Hard. When he goes in and he's trying to find his wife, and he goes into the lobby, and for the first time, you know, like they're trying to express a computer. Mm-hmm. to the audience but the computer is so dumb by today's standards mm-hmm. that like he starts typing her name and he like types her whole name up and then you have to wait for five seconds and we as an audience are just watching this thing and then it pops up you know her name's not there and then he has to type in like her maiden name and then she shows up and that's how he gets up to meet his wife before the whole hostage situation that's a good example. Um, maybe Scarface, you know, dealing with the payphone and how to have a telephone conversation on the other end of the mm. payphone and like overdubbing it. We're at the dawn of the age of trying to visually express the text message. Or the fact that we have so much visual media at our fingertips in general. Yeah. Like, because they did it with like the videos and stuff too in this movie. And like, they the- blended those beautifully. Yeah, and, like, I really liked, too, that we were watching throughout the rest of the movie, like, her friend count go down with each new thing that she, like, supposedly did Every time one of her friends dies, she loses, like, a hundred (laughs) people. Yeah, and there's this really impactful moment when 
Laura unfriends Marina herself that we get the, because whenever she first looks at Marina's Facebook page, she has zero friends. And there's this really impactful moment whenever she unfriends Marina that we see the number tick down from one back to zero mm-hmm. and the camera kind of zooms in on it. And like, talk about show, don't tell. Like, we don't have a moment where Marina's like, I don't have any friends anymore. Yeah, they didn't like we, need to bring that in at all. Yeah, we just see the number go to zero and then Marina's staring at the screen like... <sighs> Yeah. And it's like so sad. Like I was like so fucking sad. Small, subtle tones are going to make or break it. And you're right. That is a beautiful example of show, don't tell, especially with this new medium that we're all struggling with. You know, like that can be devastating. You ever tried to look up a friend that you thought of as a friend? And then and they unfriended you? They unfriended you like three years ago. I don't feel sad though. Ago. I'm like, you bastard. Yeah, but like <laughs> now one of you has to re-engage that conversation via a little click request and then maybe they don't respond to your request and you're like, I thought we were cool, dude. What, <laughs> did I do something? Did you forget who I was? I've got all these memories. You know, like as an audience that grew up at the dawn of social media Mm -hmm. i remember being that sad when you had like 20 myspace fans you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, like one of them was still tom (laughs) you'd go on there you'd be like man i only got 18 people today what two of my people left me what is going on here (laughs) did you not like that i blasted slipknot (laughs) through your grandmother's fucking (laughs) desktop I do it more with Instagram. Took you 20 minutes to load my page and then I just hit you with fucking <laughs> the heretic anthem. <laughs> I do it with more or Instagram more than Facebook. Um, Facebook, I'm kind of like, ah, we weren't talking anyway with Instagram. People follow you just so you'll follow them and then they yeah. unfollow you back. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> Leave me alone. My Twitter is a mess. I have no idea what's going on over at Twitter. I'm like following like 3,000 people and like 80 people like me. Oh, no, I think you have a couple hundred because I remember like being. Well, kind I'm of... interesting like once a month, <laughs> but I I constantly forget that I have an Instagram and a Twitter, and I'm like I post a thing on Facebook. Maybe you know, like if I have a funny exclusive writer. Yeah, I did. I, I'm not good at engaging with people. If I was good at engaging with people, I wouldn't spend my time tick tacking away behind my fucking computer. <laughs> I'd be out in the world having conversations. <laughs> I don't want to have conversations, hence I write. <laughs> Yeah, I want people to watch my stuff and leave me alone. That's pretty much my, my, my goal. <laughs> I want you to life. like and share and comment, but also don't talk to me. Oh, yeah, no, I want to hit the, the New York Times list once, and then I just want people to leave me the fuck alone. Not in it for the money, in it for the love of the game. Well, I mean, I'd like to have the money so I could I, not. I, I would have be a day fine job. with $30,000. Fucking. I'd like to have enough money to quit my day job just... permanently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate. While we're on this whole social media topic, though, that I feel like this movie, to some extent, it doesn't push it very hard, but I feel like this movie, to some extent, makes you wonder if Laura kind of had it coming. Like, she's not, Hmm. in my opinion, because she's the main character and she's the character we follow the most, the most reliable main character. Yeah. Um, So, we get this, and I'm not saying she's a bad person by any means, I'm not... Not saying she deserved having her five friends killed. No, I mean, that would be straight-up victim-blaming for sure. But um, I just feel like... Straight-up victim-blaming for sure. Jesus, did you read Cosmopolitan before <laughs> the podcast? I, I feel like we start out this premise of Laura being this popular, well-liked person who's kind of like, party, yeah. have fun, post these cutesy photos. Isn't it this... interesting that she only has four real friends and Marina kills them all? 
Yeah, yeah. And she then she loses all of the fake friends. Yeah. And, like, I... One of them's her mom. <laughs> Doesn't have that many friends. But I, I like this uh, premise that we see this happy, positive, fun, go-loving girl. And, like, she does, to her credit, give Marina a shot. Marina adds her on Facebook and she immediately accepts and actually follows through and has, like, a little brief chat with Marina in mm -hmm. person. It's not like, oh, I'll just add her because she sent me one. But I feel like it's very clear from the beginning of the movie, Marina is the outcast and does not have any yeah. friends. Like, we immediately They didn't establish. do a good job of hiding that, you know, casting-wise. It's obvious right from the beginning. She might as well be, is it Bender from um, The Breakfast Club? Is that the I character's name? I can't remember name? his name, but I know yeah. what you're talking about. Bender might be from Futurama. Or it Bender might be is from, from both. Futurama, for sure. It <laughs> might be from both, but Bender is definitely from Futurama. But it's, it might as well be that character. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you dress punk rock, so you're the outcast. It's and she's not, yeah. sitting by herself, and she has zero friends on her quote-unquote Facebook. So, like, we established a very... quote-unquote Facebook? They don't announce that Exactly, it's so it's definitely not quote-unquote <laughs> Facebook. Um, but I, I like that Laura at least gives her a chance... Marina is very clingy and very weird yeah. and very unusual up front in a way that is a little creepy, to be fair. Um, she reminded me of a creepy version of Shelby. Oh. It's like Shelby is nothing like Marina. I don't want to put it, but like very artistic mm -hmm. and very, you know, like if you don't know her, it's going to take you a minute to like get on that energy level. <laughs> yeah. She's bipolar. She's like me. So probably how my friends see me how <laughs> I see Shelby. It's like, she's unbalanced. It's like, Brett, didn't you feed sandwiches to your closet? <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know. I, I have problems with this part. This is what bugs me, is that Marina is very clearly the outcast. And when we finally get some context mm -hmm. and we realize what kind of life Marina had, Marina had a pretty rough go of it, so maybe for the first time to kind of have someone who might potentially actually be a nice person and really want to be your friend and not mm -hmm. just be, like, sneaking around behind your back so they can humiliate you would be overwhelming. So maybe a kid in that position who had never had a friend before might be a little in too yeah. intense up She front. might look at it like Carrie looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I feel like Laura, as... An adult in college maybe should have at least had the presence of mind to be like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this first instead of immediately jumping to unfriending her and mm -hmm. being like, hey, I'm not having a birthday party. Yeah, Don't talk I've, to me. I've, I've known shallow women like my entire life. I've known shallow dudes too, but. Spades more shallow women. <laughs> well, we don't necessarily establish... Shallow dudes will tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> we don't necessarily establish up front her as being a shallow person, though. She's yeah. very interested in Marina's art. So, like, I feel like there was room there for Laura's character to at least try to mm -hmm. engage with her. And then Except Laura... Except she was afraid of losing the social media presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Laura yeah. immediately shuts her down, and, like, my great disappointment for this movie is that the goth kid ends up ultimately becoming the bad guy, and she's just into the occult or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I, there was no... I read weird books in high school. <laughs> Wore a trench coat. I still read weird books, but, yeah, I had a copy of Mein Kampf in my backpack, and if nobody was talking to me, I'd just flip it out. What are you doing? I'm not a Nazi. I'm just reading Hitler's autobiography. <laughs> and I, I don't know that... Kristen at 20, 21, 22, whatever, when you're first kind of in college, you know, um, 
would have had the presence of a mind to be like, hey, can we sit down and kind of talk about this? But, you know, Kristen at 31 definitely would be like, hey, like, this is a little much. Let's scale back. I like you. But, like, let's learn some safe boundaries here. Or I'd engage, you know, even on the medium. Like, hey, how's it going? You know? And if it got weird there then i'd bring it to the forefront yeah as a person but like i feel like if somebody's like annoying you and you feel like it's too much like you can kind of be like hey let's kind of set some boundaries here and if they don't respect your boundaries then maybe unfriend them like laura doesn't deserve the stuff that happens to her she doesn't deserve for all of her friends to brutally die Mm -hmm. and then die herself but she's a kind of a cunt is laura actually the bad guy like, that's kind of my, like... You mean Marina? No, Laura. Is she actually the bad guy? Yeah, the main girl. Oh, like... I thought you were I thought you were defending Marina. I thought you meant to say, is Marina actually the bad... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, like... I know Marina's literally the weird, possessed, demon psycho killer, but... Should Laura have maybe tried harder? Maybe that's the moral to the story, is, like... The social media shit blocks fucking interactions you know like the people are not socializing the correct way the way people are meant to socialize laura's a keyboard warrior like walk up to that weird person and be like hey i, I just want to check on you real quick yeah <laughs> is everything cool you know because like that's kind of would resolve the whole situation are you feeling some sort of a way about what's happening here because yeah. <laughs> we do kind of have that mentality of like if people don't fit perfectly into your little like circle or square blocks or whatever we just unfriend them yeah. so like social media has kind of made it where we can just be like oh like yeah go delete away. block never gonna run into that person again until that person shows up on your front doorstep like yo bro what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then kills five of your friends <laughs> i do like um it's subtle it's not very overt i do like that in this one um there's a, a touch of, like, I guess, acknowledgement of, like, mental illness and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we have, I don't think I've ever watched a movie that approached it this way. We have all these victims that are being killed yeah. from our perspective. But the whole rest of the world just sees them as, like, losing their mind and, like... Suicide, for yeah, the most like, part. killing yeah. themselves and, like, at their deaths, like, they're confronted with this completely altered sense of reality so it's kind of interesting that marina kills herself and then forces all of her victims to kill themselves it almost puts this angle on it where they would have some sort of post-traumatic stress from marina's death and the view of that or um survivor's guilt you know or just guilt in general for not stepping in and you know not hitting that button you know and it kind of begs the question, again, too... Who's with her, sane and who's not sane. Yeah, and it kind of begs the question, again, with her friends, were they ultimately also the bad guys? Because um, Isabel and Olivia are both joking, like, unfriend that bitch, yeah. you know, and, like, all this stuff, and, like, Until making fun Until the end, of it. and then they were like, why the fuck did you... <laughs> yeah, and, like, they're joking about how easy it is to tell her she can't come to the birthday party. Hey, you want to come to my birthday party? Fuck no. Like, like making fun of this kid who doesn't have any friends and doesn't have anyone there for her. And like, to be fair, I get that that's kind of how young adult mentality is. Like it's kind of more self-centered, but like, again, it's were still they... like sophomore high school, like level thinking. Yeah. Like just 
character-wise if these were supposed to be college people. Yeah, and it's like kind of... You would of... think you'd have one where it's like, yeah, man, I got rejected back in middle school and maybe this is how we should... Mm -hmm. like, that's not like real people behavior. You know, yeah, drunk, and... drunk sorority girl, 18, <laughs> 19, definitely is like, fuck that bitch! But like, there'd be somebody like... in the room who'd be like, really, though? Like, They kind of live like they're in a sorority, though, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Is it kind of their own fault that they got killed? I mean, I don't know that the mom really had it coming because the mom is like, what did you do to that girl? Like, that poor girl. <laughs> so maybe the mom was kind of an innocent victim there, but... No, but yeah. it, it begs the question of the unreliable narrator. Did you see what you really thought you saw? Was Marina really there? Is this some sort of trauma response that's happening and all the people are actually committing suicide? Mm -hmm. Did the 800 people view Laura as the person who caused the suicide yeah. and then were like, fuck you, you crazy cunt. You know? <laughs> I am very curious too because of the ending. Um, if Marina is really where any of this started, is this just a cycle of abused people kind of being left behind and causing damage as mm -hmm. they go on? Because, like, we start off with Marina with this laptop, like, all sad and lonely and friend requests Laura. And I, I wonder if it would have mattered whether or not Laura had accepted or declined initially if Laura had not engaged with her at all. Would Marina still have I don't killed? think so. I think it's the removal that you think caused so? the problem. But, like I, a, but I wonder, because when Laura comes... Like a virus. Like a suicide virus. But when Laura comes back at the end... That's an interesting thought that you're just going to not engage with. <laughs> well, but, but I'm just saying, like, when Laura comes back at the end, Laura's same position, has the hoodie, looks all emo, has the exact same laptop. So we kind of get the sense Laura's looking for a person she can add to be rejected by so she can kill. Like, yeah. it, it literally feels like we're just repeating the cycle, so... Like, I walk away wondering if Marina was actually Marina, if Marina had rejected someone else in the past, and it's and, just... And then Laura's going to fall into her spot. Yeah. And, well, remind me, at the end, isn't Laura there with a hoodie on? Yeah, yeah. sitting there, like, staring at a table, like, all forlornly, mm -hmm. and a girl looks up at her, and you kind of get this instant, like, oh, she's going to send that girl a friend request. Yeah. So... I don't know, was, and she comes back for some reason in Laura's body at the same age where Marina had this whole backstory of Marina mm -hmm. was born to a mom of the occult. There was a fire. Mom barely survived until Marina was born. And then all we just have is adult Laura. So it's like, what is this adult Laura's backstory? <laughs> is it still, oh, she was this kid who all her friends killed herself? Does she have some new backstory? Is she a witch as well? Yeah. Is like she I'm, a virus? What, what like, is she? Is Marina in her body? Yeah. Is it some ghost that started all this way back when in her body? Like, I'm very confused about, I guess, the origin of this story. And that kind of threw me off. Like, I don't, I don't know if Marina legit was where it started or if it's just a cycle of pain and abuse that's well, I think Marina ending. would have to be early in given how young social media you know still is which is terrifying well it's, it's a nod to <laughs> Black Mirror though like the yeah you definitely we 
Yeah, that was really interesting how they, these people got soaked into the screen and then like they were left imprinted on the screen. I, I thought that was sick. Yeah, I, I wish they wouldn't have been so overt about it every single time. Cause it was they like, should have done it like twice. Fourth like, time, I definitely got it. Once early in, once at the very end and just be like, that's, that's all you get. That's our trick. <laughs> you yeah. don't need to do it every single time. It's like, oh, he's going to get stuck in the... I got stuck in it. Which, I mean, at that point, I would have just smashed all of the mirrors and phones and laptops and maybe gouged my own eyes out. And then problem solved. You know, she can't suck you in if you can't see. (laughs) Uh, No, it's all over the place. We've been jumping all around. Um, I do like that. Can we do this one? Because I don't know what this means. Creating Sympathy, Part A. Yeah, no, Creating Sympathy, that's actually where I was going. Thank you Thank very you. much. Christ. I, Thank I'm you, Christ. I'm sitting here much. going, I don't understand. The, I've got three individual notes. Was Marina raped? Marina's childhood trauma, Dash, always alone. B, presenting real disorders, which we talked about. Part of Obsession it, yeah. with social media. And then I've got another one. But I didn't know how all three of those tied in, so I'm 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 begging you with bated breath to explain to <laughs> explain me my what I, what, what's going on. With you. Normally, yeah. I have like five ten minutes. I can review the notes and ask questions, and then be like, "Okay, this is going to go smoothly." <laughs> Today, I was just like, "All right, sit down." <laughs> I hardly remember what happened. <laughs> no, I feel like if this movie does anything, I mean. It, it, I didn't hate it, to be honest. I really didn't I, hate I it. I enjoyed it for a very long time. Yeah, and it's yeah. a attractively it, done be- film. Be- I, I hate to steal your beautiful shot moment. Like I, I was blown away by some of the angles and the locations mm. and the relationships between the characters felt authentic. Mm-hmm. The deaths were all fucking killer. I, the issue with CGI and my ability, because I, we've watched enough of these to go, all right, jump scare and three, and it's coming from the left, and boom, <laughs> there it goes. I'm a genius. <laughs> no, I think to this film's credit, one of the things that it does really well is it creates sympathy on both sides, but also creates this... Um, like burden to put responsibility on both sides as well. So um, with the social media obsession, that's a natural thing that actually really occurs in life. We have these kids that are obsessed with their self-image and just want to be viewed as popular. It's the classic, you know, cyber bullying line. When I was a kid, you really couldn't reach me outside of school. Yeah. Like you could meet me at the bus stop and beat my ass, and I might be obsessed with the concept of getting my ass beat by the bully. You know, at the bus stop, but you couldn't send me messages for six hours after school every yeah. day going, I'm going to fuck you up tomorrow. Yeah, and even <laughs> if kids aren't intentionally actively bullying kids, there are children that have a real sense of, like, grief and loss over not being perceived as popular on social yeah. media. So it is an actual thing that, like... When we were kids, it was fucking pogs. Like, <laughs> I didn't have the right cardboard cutout or the wrong Pokemon <laughs> cards, and that was the extent of it. But yeah, it is a real thing that to some extent I can sympathize with Laura's character and the other characters where it's like this is a real problem for young adults, like how much it matters to them, how they're being perceived. So on one end, I 
I'm disappointed in Laura's character because I feel like she should have taken the emotional responsibility to have at least talked to Marina before unfriending mm-hmm. her. But also on the other end, I get that. She's also a kid. Yeah, I get that weight of fear of being that young and not wanting to be perceived as the loser in class. Yeah. So you cut ties when you think those ties are pulling you down. But then on Marina's end, um, we have, I'm going to butcher this, um, an actual disorder that she has trichotillomania um i think you got it so she has this obsession with pulling her hair out and it's an actual disorder that people really have where they pluck their own eyelashes and pluck their own eyebrows and pluck the hair i know at least three people with this disorder and when we were younger they used to pull them and eat them the way that i eat my fingernails yeah 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 yeah. 29 i still chew the shit out of my fingernails because i'm an anxious wreck (laughs) yeah exact same like my (laughs) whole life i was a nail biter and like as um, of the past, I guess maybe it was around the same time we met. Like as it's because past, I'm a cure-all for mental yeah. disease, except my own. <laughs> as of roughly the past three-ish years or so, I'm no longer a nail biter, but I do, I guess, still out of anxiety and also just being used to having shorter nails, obsessively file my nails now. Yeah. So as soon as they start getting long, I'm like, they've got to go. I file them mm-hmm. down, but I don't bite them anymore. My mom had to get fake nails for like a year. To stop chewing them because she couldn't bite into the acrylics. Mm. I tried that once and I did um, stop for like a month, but then I started back yeah. up again on My accident. mom used to be the gross one that chewed them all the way down to the little half moon Ow, at the base. And that they hurts would bleed. like hell. Ooh. Yeah. Turns out yeah. I, I come from a place <laughs> of actual anxiety. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm mentally in a slightly healthier place. Like I managed I would to... hope so. You just got married. You love me. <laughs> no, I mean over the past three years, not just literally just now. Like you I... You love me. Uh, I do love you. <laughs> but I managed to, without the weird, bad-tasting nail polish they sell and without the acrylics kick the habit, it was a thing that mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was doing, though, most of my life. And like... Um, this is an actual disorder where people pluck the hairs out of their body and like it, it makes you sympathize with Marina because she is clearly this anxious, abused, lonely child. Yeah. And then you also later on in the story um, or later on in the movie, you get this backstory of how she grew up in um, this home because her mm-hmm. parents basically died in a fire like her mom survived long enough to give birth to her and then died afterwards and I am 90% sure they were definitely implying these young boys were raping her. Yeah. Um, they don't really say it, but it's very cinematically obvious. Like, mm-hmm. they're dragging her away to rape her, and she ultimately kills these two boys. And so you have this complex bad character who I wish hadn't... I wish they hadn't gone the route of her being like in a witch and... The occult, and she's just straight That's up the bad the guy. That's the problem that we always run into, where it's like you're you're edging me, but you're not. You know, it's a weird place to say you're not making me come. I, I, <laughs> I, I always put it in the vein of sex because everybody's had bad sex a handful of times in their life, where it's like I was right there, and no, I do it to Kristen every time we have sex. That's not true. <laughs> but like, I, I want her to be the Carrie character. Yeah. Where it's like, no, you need your vengeance moment, but the way that they distort it throughout dragging it through all these murders as opposed to a Carrie character where it's like it built and built mm. and built and fuck you it's prom night yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of lose the impact of the weight of what she went through because of mm-hmm. the way the movie's done so 
I wish they had handled her character specifically a bit differently, but I I have to give them credit there. Like, there was that moment where it's a good ways into the movie. It's at mm-hmm. least halfway into the movie where you kind of realize, oh, she was being raped as it a young girl. It makes sense. It makes you think yeah. about her motivation. Yeah, and it's kind of subtle. They literally just drag her off the screen. That's all these boys do. And I was like, oh. She got gang raped. Yep. Yeah, and like, I... I can applaud them. Maybe they didn't quite get there, but I can applaud them for that much. At least there is this young woman who is lashing out vindictively because of what she went through. Mm-hmm. And I I love a complex, which we've talked about that before on this show, a complex villain yeah. where she is ultimately, I guess, the bad guy, but... Holy shit, what she went through, you know? Yeah. No, like, it's like what I love, and I hate to bring it up, but it's modern as of the recording here, is the, the movie The Joker mm-hmm. with Joaquin. Like, I, I will watch that again and again and again, and it's because you feel such sympathy for this guy that you know is ultimately going to become a fucking psychopath mm-hmm. and is going to do horrific things, but you're almost rooting for him. You're like, come on, dude. Like, get... Oh, they did that to you now? Oh, fuck them. You know? Like, you're... You, you're it's an anti-hero, but she's the villain, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's got all the common traits of, like, the Punisher, where it's like, you're going to kill his whole fucking family? What did you expect him to do, you know? The Punisher is a, a really good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he comes back with a vengeance. He says, fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite nail it, but I appreciate the effort. Um, I, I, I think multi-dimensional. Here or in The Punisher? Because there's Here. two different movies and one of them's dog shit. <laughs> Here. Um, I appreciate multi-dimensional characters on any level. I don't think Laura's truly the good guy. Curious War Zone was the one that was dog shit. The original <laughs> Punisher movie. I like the original Top Punisher. Notch. Really Except good. for the fact that he fights that big Russian guy that's dressed up like Where's Waldo. <laughs> that was kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I appreciate in this movie, Laura's not really the good guy and Marina's not really the bad guy. Um, I think that's one of the most important things in good storytelling is that your characters can't be one-dimensional. Yeah. Like, you have to have complex characters with complex emotions and complex motivations for them to feel real because that is real. Like, Mm -hmm. I I have not made always good choices in my life, and I have not made always bad choices, you know? Like, there were various decisions that got me here, as with everyone, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, that's why I meant by creating sympathy. Yeah, if you want to talk more about that on the Friday episode, I just finished Bird by Bird, and I have so many quotes <laughs> that just ran through my head where I was like, no, I... Save them. Save them. This is the two-star. So, yeah, we're going to talk... Uh, I'll write it down as a note. We'll talk more on complex characters, both inner and outer, because Anne Lamott views writing as a personal meditation. Uh We'll talk about that on Friday. <laughs> so tune in then. Mm-hmm. Um, we're down to kind of just the basic film stuff that I I like to nod at. Uh, I actually kind of appreciate that this movie um, didn't overdo the special effects. There are definitely quite a few special effects in this movie. Well, they blend them so well with those mm-hmm. graphic design things on uh, Marina's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, very well done. And the animations, whoever did the actual literal like cartoon animations, that was beautifully sick. done. Yeah. Like, whoever the animation artist was on this crushed it. But I like that 
Um, so often in horror films that are lower budget, we see too much of the really terrible looking monsters in this. We yeah. see the young boys frequently, but they're never really the main focus. So yeah, they're artistically done. They're they're in the background. Yeah, and even the burned pregnant mom, we only see outright, I think, once. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have these special effects that potentially could have been kind of cheesy looking, and they're very kind of soft and subtle and blurred and in the background, and you only kind of see parts of their body instead of their whole body. So this is one movie where I feel like it kind of nailed blending in the special effects when mm -hmm. it needed it and then and they did it in quick bursts mm -hmm. there were never any like extended like you didn't see like when her face changed you didn't see her running down the hallway like that like that stupid fucking movie it part two <laughs> yeah that naked lady with the saggy tits was weird <laughs> <laughs> I miss my most uh, f fuck COVID and fuck the race war. It part two was the worst thing that happened to me in 2020. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like, I like that. Um, it is kind of subtle and it's blended in in a way that doesn't make me feel like, oh God, that's so unrealistic. You yeah. know, that would never happen. Um, it looks like college level or, you know, first five year graphic design. It's yeah. like, that's sick as shit. You and know? even. <laughs> All of the deaths, for the most part, don't happen on screen. The chick that jumps out of the window is the only one, I think, that you actually see that in person. That dude beating his head against the... Well, you don't see it in person, because um, we see the girl slit her throat, too, but you see it afterwards as a grainy video, so, like, you That's can kind right. of... yeah. Yeah, you can kind of excuse if it's not, like, the best special effects, because it's, it's a black and white, grainy kind of, like, security video-looking thing, and, like, the only one that we see outright is the chick who jumps out of the window and then she shoots herself later. We see that one actually in person. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an effective way of doing these deaths because we don't see them on screen. And then when you see the grainy footage, you're like, oh, of course it's not going to look, you know, perfect because yeah. it's security footage. So if you can't pull off your morbid death directly. Yeah. Give your way in out. Think of another yeah. way that you can express it. Maybe you can't afford it. You know, maybe you can't afford the special effects that look cool with the camera fucking three feet away from the actual thing. Lean in and go, fuck it. Let's put a $45 security cam. Shoot the scene on that bitch. <laughs> or even if you edit it to look more, like, yeah. grainy and... Well, I, don't, I, I didn't know if they actually used a security camera or if you guys actually use a regular camera. I write things. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what happens inside of your brain. My favorite effect, though, I think, is when he's in the computer lab and all the computers start, like, showing clips of her videos and shit. Yeah. Like... That was really fucking cool. I have a feeling... That was an actual practical effect, and they had a button they flipped that turned all those computers on at the same time. That was, and it was kick-ass. That was awesome. <laughs> fucking give them everything in the world for that. Like, I had to pause it and be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that, though. But this movie did ultimately struggle to find its pacing. It did. Um... That's what I was talking about earlier. I hate to keep comparing it to sex, but artistically, like, that's how I view both, you know, sex and film and books. Like, it, 
I, I, I need a build. Like, I need a build. I need a reason to give a shit when you pull the rug out from underneath us at the climax. And this one was just like, I, I know that trick. Stop doing that. I know that trick. Stop doing that. I've never had a pussy. I've never had my pussy eaten. But I would imagine that it gets pretty boring if the dude just keeps... <laughs> That's a really gross metaphor. Thank you. I didn't know how else to do it. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I, that was the one thing we talked about. I was like, I couldn't quite figure out what was bugging me about it, but we were talking about it as we were watching it. I was like, I feel like we keep getting to these really tense moments and there's not a payout. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's the exact same scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Less gross. Um, you didn't have, it's the Stop same it. effect. Stop it. Um, yeah, like, even whenever the characters ultimately die, there's no, I don't know, there, there's no release there's to no the tension. There's no grief, there's no pause, it's just, we're gonna, hit, I can't even do hand sound effects. Stop it's it. just gonna hit you over and over <laughs> again in the side of the fucking head without ever, like, dropping it and letting it build mm-hmm. and dropping it and letting it build and then, bam, here's the big one. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I think for me that's probably why it ended up being a two star because the film itself is a really cool concept. I really appreciated so a flat. huge chunk of the movie, but yeah, I don't feel the rise and fall of the tense moments, and then the ending was so crushingly predictable that it hurt yeah. <laughs> to watch. It was like, oh, is that really what we're gonna do? Come on, that's where we're gonna stop. Yeah. I mostly liked it though, to be honest. No, like, I enjoyed I, it. I. I, I I thought it was fun. I loved the cinematographer's mm-hmm. job with this thing. I thought that was brilliant. I didn't hate the actors, you know. I, I, I I'm a little drunk. <clears throat> Unfriend that dead bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> I feel like I lost you. I love you too. I feel like I lost you with my pussy eating metaphor. Yeah, it was gross. I'm ready you, to go I eat dinner. I lost you early in on this one, but we've been sitting here, uh, Kristen Blue, for an hour now, smelling the delicious crock pot turkey that is cooking yeah, in our small one bedroom apartment. You put it in a crock pot. Try not to pat yourself on I the back. I seasoned it. To Terribly hard. I also put it in because you usually do water. I put it in chicken broth today, Ooh, so I'm hoping that move. gives a little more flavor to it. That might do it. Um, but at the end of the day, what would you give this film? I think that IMDb rating is uh, accurate. Five point three. Five point three. Yeah. I. I'm not much below you, but not enough to argue it. You know, <laughs> I think I'm like the four point five. It's like I'll fuck you with the way that this was that predictable, but like I think if, sixteen. If you're not is set, if you're not the sixteen's ridiculous fucking kicking the nuts, but 
like if you're not saturated in these kind of films like Kristen and I are, where we're constantly watching them, and we've recently watched The Room, and so now every film that I watch, I put up against The Room, and I'm like, The Room was oddly better than that. Well, I think The Room is honestly why, when we were watching it, I was feeling a bit generous. I was like, they really tried on a lot of this. Yeah. And like, maybe they didn't execute. The Room gave us a bottom line, but again, The Room, I'd give like a... 25%, you know, like, overall fucking effort. I'm trying to get Tommy on the podcast. So text him. Tweet tweet Tommy was so and tell him to come at us at... At Nightmare Box Pro. And then blow him up on Instagram. Just look up Tommy was so and be like, the Nightmare Box wants to talk to you at... At Nightmare Box Productions. Or just tell Tommy to send me an email at... Nightmare Box Productions <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> I'm trying to get this dude on the show. Or you guys can send us an email and you can tell us what you love us, you hate us, or if you tell me why you won't be on my show. Eh? You already said email. Nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Uh, I don't know what I said. All right, Facebook. Facebook.com. Slash After all of this, go add yourself as my friends. I, I, 12 of you did it the other day. I was so fucking excited, but... You, I don't know if those are fake accounts or what the fuck is going on. So Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. <laughs> I don't know if I'm being haggled by Somalian pirates or if you guys' names are just spelled like that. But reach out to us. Let us know. Fucking <laughs> if you're real, you know. Be part of the real ones. Uh, <laughs> or you can watch our films. I'm going to take over because Brett's crashing and burning. Uh, nightmare or YouTube.com slash. I'm crashing and burning. YouTube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Or YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Because she's not changed her name because she doesn't well, love Well, <laughs> you have to. Like, I'm trying to. See, the problem with switching my YouTube is that. YouTube will not let you move your channel to a new email, and my email that's attached to that channel is YouTube doc, or uh, is my main yeah. name. Um, so I've been trying to contact them and be like, "Hey, can you move this to my new email? That's my married name because the dolls is on that account and it has seven thousand views, and I don't <laughs> want to delete that YouTube. So I can't change it until." Someone feels sorry for me enough to move it. Well, we'll go yell <laughs> at whoever's in charge of YouTube. <laughs> so all of my other accounts are my married name. My uh, YouTube is a bit more of a process to try to switch over. But anyway, uh, the nightmarebox.blog. Uh, Brett has short stories on there that you can read. Um, the movies are also on there. There's pictures from the movies that we've done. The prompts for the short films we've done since we moved here are and on the there. the screenplays for the short films. Yeah, the screenplays for the short films are on there. Eventually, Brett's book will be on there. But in the meantime, it's on you Amazon. You it on Amazon. It's The Madman Diaries, a collection <laughs> by Brett Bloom. Don't go buy the other Brett Bloom's book where he took pictures That's of road bastard. signs. That's not a book. That's a collection of road signs. I've seen many a road sign. I did not write that. Go buy the Madman Diaries, a collection. Better yet, send us that email. That email over at... <laughs> Nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Just in case you missed it the other two times. <laughs> and let me know that you want a copy of the book. Send me your address. We'll figure out some sort of payment method. And for $10, I'll send it to you anywhere in the fucking world. Send I'll sign the crusty bastard. crusty beer stained copy. Yeah, I knocked over my beer on a couple of them. So if you're, you know, a first runner-up, <laughs> uh, I'll send you a beer stained copy from here in our apartment. Missoula, Montana. Did we hit them all? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry this one was a little all over the place, but it was fun. 
It was the best way to spend my, you know, time off from work. I'll let you review the notes next time. Thank you. Cause I, <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, I need... I'm, 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 I'm normally more intelligent than I started on today's <laughs> episode. I just I had no idea what the topic was, and then I had like half a sentence to go, what the fuck had, does that mean? I also had more notes than normal. There's usually four max. There are six on here today. <laughs> so, my bad. Ah, fuck it. We're still learning the new format. I like the new format. I think it gives a lot more credit to the film itself, and uh, I look forward to doing the next one. Um, on the upcoming episode, I finally finished Bird by Bird. It's taken me a minute because I'm trying to learn my job instead I of just reading at work. still haven't finished the short film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you guys a couple of final notes, but definitely... Um, Go buy Bird by Bird by uh, Anne Lamont. It, 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 it's changed the way I've viewed my writing. It's reinvigorated me to continue, you know, the fight. It's the best book on writing I've read since on writing. Kristen's laughing at me for oh, no, no reason. We have an episode called Reinvigorated. Reinvigorated. Did I say it again? No, I said it on that episode, <laughs> which made me laugh because I was like, Reinvigorated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, go go buy that, speed read, catch up on a couple of the other uh, Friday episodes we've been dropping, because I, I think there's two that I've done, like a little excerpt from yeah, those. Yeah, the past and, two. Um, but outside of that, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go eat some turkey. I love you, sweetheart. Love you. And I love you guys, and we will talk to you on Friday. Bird, 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 bird's the word. What's the, the bird's the word song? I don't know. Bird! Bird is the word! No. Sure. That's definitely how it goes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> knees and toes. <laughs> <laughs>